we really liked a little honey in the hooks, you know, get that honey, put it in the mix. Yeah. And, honey. and so yeah, honey it was hooks. like, you know, lots of uh, yelling and barking and then put in a little honey. And, and that's basically oh. our wolf. And, and we are the band Calibri's I am Bobby. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Davey. <laughs> and this is the Mystic Cult of Horrors podcast, episode 34. Tonight we have a good one, baby. For we have Lance Inkwell, baby! Of Inkwell Studios and Howard the Wolf! There we go! I'm yeah, gonna yeah, stage dive, it's Lance! Round of applause for fucking Lance. There he is. Wait a second, there's something wrong. I, uh... You have a shirt on. Oh, no, no, no. Pop that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wear a shirt. Pop that collar, babe. Yeah. Everyone in the house popping? Oh, yeah. Pop it up. Thank you. Oh, all right. You, that's I'm not, there even, I'm not even wearing a jacket. This is a nice filter that you guys applied. <laughs> you did this to all of your guests. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. VR, baby. Okay, so that's before the, we get too far into the shenanigans, shenanigans, Lance, for everybody who doesn't know, who the fuck you are? What? Could you give everybody your Wikipedia in audio Ooh. form? Uh, I wish I had a Wikipedia. Of who you I are, why we love you. <laughs> yeah. why, do, why are you here? And yeah, sell yourself. Okay. Uh, let's see. I am an American cartoonist, punk rockist uh, kind of guy. I live in a surreal world of cartoons and rock and roll and um looks like this like uh that's that's what i do i uh, draw lots of cartoon stuff i work uh with studio mdhr on a video game called cuphead i do a lot of cool cartooning with them uh i work with my wife she does a lot of cartooning oh. stuff with cuphead inking Ooh. yeah we like to um sit around and draw all day and listen to, you know, cool bands like you guys. So uh, uh, that's what we do. It's a good living. It's a good way to get by. That's, that's it. I mean, that's, it's me in a nutshell. I draw and uh, I like to uh, be a little spooky. Sometimes I have a big love of Halloween and all things dark, spooky. And yeah, yeah that's about it. There's not much Hell to yeah. it. Wow. Well, that's why we love you, man. We love yeah. <laughs> you fucking red. And so you already said I was in Hour of the Wolf, uh punk band. No, no, not in our you are Hour of the Wolf, yeah. thank you. You will never that will never go away. You will always be Hour of the Wolf. Before you coming on, we, I was listening to Hour of the Wolf, just diving back into your back catalog. Oh my god. Just just pumps me up, gets me excited. And uh actually I can I can kind of see that energy that you brought to the stage in the music in your your drawings right now into your uh cartooning I, i'm not sure what your the exact way of you to say that frantic desperation yeah frantic desperation. <laughs> i can feel that within your art now and it's just like it's damage do doodling damage doodling. damage doodling yes oh yeah. nice and you yeah. can see that just like because that that raw because you see you know you know you're a mild-mannered cartoonist like you should be but <laughs> but we know guys. behind that facade is wow, that savage man. animal lance the I one know. that you let yeah. loose because it's, it's, it's there the, you let uh, them loose once in a while yeah but. it's the quiet guys that are always the serial killers <laughs> <laughs> how many um <laughs> how many holes in the wall do yeah, you how many have? campuses have you stalked actually <laughs> no, i'm not that violent i'm a good guy oh so i gotta say this too there would not be any calories if it wasn't for 
Hour of the Wolf. The, 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 the Calibri's wait, wait, of wait, today. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, let's not give him hey, yeah, credit. You mean like the fast songs and shit like that? All right, give yeah, him your I'm credit. Sa- let- <laughs> let there would not be... Oh, because we wouldn't have met... We wouldn't have gone to to uh, Flying Blanket. Uh, we wouldn't okay. have met That's Bob Hope. Ooh, we Bob, wouldn't yeah. have... Uh, yeah, the influence of, okay. of your music and the legend that was Hour of the Wolf at the time was just like, oh shit, these guys are bringing it. We got to... We gotta figure something out. Um, yeah. Okay. I would. Oh, let me. Let me. Let me say. You'd still be around, but you helped still, us evolve. Yes. Yeah. There you go. You well, that, helped. Thank you. Yeah. Inspired us. Dave was offended inspired. by yeah, that. He, you he did, he did not want. He did not want our wolf to be the sole <laughs> creator. Danzig is. No, Dad is. It's offensive <laughs> in its own right, as you could probably yeah. understand, knowing that yeah, you are. Of course. Offense. It's probably. I'm offended by it. Yeah. You yeah, know, we didn't want the cradle of civilization. <laughs> civilization to kind of lead to all things you no yeah no not you definitely not but you help shape <laughs> negatively and positively as well well i'll tell you, hey, I'll tell you, you this. okay yeah like so we, we are yeah, yeah. let me speak to him <laughs> he's my friend too so guys dude can't have him <laughs> all right let me just <laughs> so we uh you know what i guess it's got nothing to say our, uh, no, our album <laughs> "They Cause Death" is definitely uh, a love letter to you guys for sure. Oh our man! Wolf. And then, um, for whatever reason, in the studio, the uh, the engineer didn't made the drums sound like a robot. So we're like, oh fuck! So we're in that um, "Our the Wolf" vibe, and we're like, oh well, we like what they sound like. Where, where did they go? And so Bob found out. Bob Hogue, Flying Blanket. And uh, now Hogue is the fourth member of Calibri's. We've uh, we've had him. Yeah, in a way, we're all in the same band because we all share that member, Bob. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes. yeah. The DNA. It's just one band, Calibri's of the Wolf. That's it. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's like how, how is it with Bob? Do you enjoy his uh, random Remember? facts and bizarre stories and uh, yes, like very much things so. that come, the things that come from the ether of Bob. That it's just like. Yeah, you guys need to add this weird sound that sounds crazy right now, but trust me. And then you put it in. It's like, okay, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, for you guys, like uh, like the piano. Just... Oh, man. That's probably out of the ether, right? Yeah, any, any piano you hear, any like loud... Uh, like high, higher pitched vocals, like, like, like it's so cool. Cause Bob would do the backup vocals, but he didn't always know the words, but he's just going to hit the notes. It doesn't matter. And he'll, he'll go in there and be like, and like hitting really high notes and, and put, putting weird tambourines and things hidden within the music. And yeah, that's Bob. Oh yeah. yeah pretty cool. We all enjoy the member of Bob, but we don't all enjoy Bob's member. <laughs> no, <I didn't> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, tip your waitresses. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> all right, we got him on the ropes, boys. Let's what? get let's get more hour of the wolf shit out of him. All right, <laughs> all right. The fable. Let's go back to the beginning. The fable. Before we have a whole list, baby boy. Let's before do we get it. To all the cartooning. Let's go yeah. to the uh, day one. Whole list. <laughs> okay. The beginning <laughs> of your musical influences. Uh, and how did Hour of the Wolf begin? Who started it? For all the, you guys are at this point, I would imagine, to the to the select few that were in this universe, this incredible uh, pull from. He's an icon. Yeah, the icons. 
but there's so limited amount of history. You are the only one. Oh. You are the access. <laughs> you want it. Tell us the history. Okay. How did it all start? How do you guys write the music? Is it you? Is it Addison? Is it all five of you guys? I'll tell, I'll tell my version. Thing. Oh, there or that one. Or made up one too. It's fine. Oh, okay. I'll tell the version that makes okay. me look the best. Uh, <laughs> Yay! All right. For the Wikipedia yeah. writers, here you go. <laughs> Okay, so okay. there's a lot to it, but I'll try to make it, I'll try to condense it and make it uh, quick here. So all the no, dudes give in us a Hour long, of the Wolf, give a long okay. all the guys in Hour of the Wolf, except for myself, were in another band, Arizona metal hardcore band called Life in Pictures. Um, they were touring and doing all kinds of stuff. And some of the members of that band wanted to do more of a hardcore, like faster, uh, at the time I would say like more black flag type stuff. And they were so up and around looking for like a vocalist who could do like screaming and singing kind of both. And I was in like this little, band high school band with my buddies like the legitimate bands like nobody knows the instruments nobody knows how to play like 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 addison was born with a guitar in his hand but like the guys i was in with this other band like none of us knew what we were doing but we uh we ended up playing a show in our hometown Preston, arizona uh this band that was in was called peril fiasco we literally i think just opened a dictionary and found two words and put them together that's stupid nick uh, we never recorded anything. We never did anything. But uh, while in that band, we got to open for the big town band, Life in Pictures. Like, all right, this is a real show. You know, these guys are big. Uh, and so <laughs> we... L-I-P. Uh, oh, and, and Peril Fiasco was just trying to be like AFI uh, misfits. That's like all we, all of our songs were... I mean, we were, I was probably 17... 18 just writing about zombies and stuff like that uh peril fiasco let me write that down real quick yes yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we uh we played a show with them and afterwards uh addison uh at, and that night was funny because i had a sore throat and so i sang like shit but by the last song i was screaming enough to where i could actually sing and so for the first whole part of our set, I was just screaming the vocals because my throat was like raw. And, but I, by the end of the screaming, it like had loosened it up. So I was able to actually sing. And so when he heard the singing, he was like, oh, cool. This guy might be able to sing our band. So they approached me and uh, like it was like that night. He just kind of walked up all cool. And Addison's like cool, like always got like a toothpick, <laughs> like pompadour, cool yeah, hair. Cool. Get that and just kind of walked up and was like, yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> You'll do. Uh, uh, and and he was like, "Hey, we you know we have a band uh, uh, that we're wanting to do. It's a little more hardcore, but uh, we're doing some tryouts. If you're interested, like we're we're gonna try you out." And they tried me out with some of our other friends, and like like they gave me like a day. They gave me like a little demo tape and just said, "Write whatever lyrics you want to it," and. Uh, the first songs we wrote were way more like hardcore, but like also sort of like bands like, Oh, I'd say like by the grace of God, like more, it was just more like a typical hardcore band. But uh, once I started becoming friends with these guys and getting intermingled with them more, it was like, uh, you know, Addison was also still like really into the misfits, stuff like that. So was I. 
And it was just more like, hey, like, like, let's go a little more like writing about the shit we like and stop, like, not worry so much about being like hardcore or punk, you know, like, let's. Uh, and so we, the first song that we wrote that really was like Out of the Wolf was this song uh, called Blood of the Wolf, which is not on any of Out of the Wolves. Uh, it's only in our demos. Uh, and uh, that song was like the first, like, with like darker themed, like, spooky stuff. Uh, I think it was just talking about like werewolf type stuff or something. But, uh, but then from there we were like having a little more fun with it slowly turned into, uh, and I think actually before hour of the wolf, before we came up with that name, we had a bunch of different names trying about a, a bunch of different things. Uh, but then we did a, uh, there was a Halloween show coming up. So we did a full misfits set, uh, went out and like, like got fully dressed up. I wore like full Danzig, like skeleton 1980s vibe. <laughs> stuff and there's a vhs of it out there somewhere somebody recorded it but i haven't seen it in years but it would be cool to see if anyone knows where that's at uh but yeah we so we went from that misfits covers and it was just like natural progression of like hey we you know danzig in the misfits writes like the catchiest like hooks like and like we just need we we really liked a little honey in the hooks you know get that honey put it in the mix yeah and, and so yeah, honey it was hooks. like you know lots of uh yelling and barking and then put in a little honey and and that's basically oh, our little wolf and, and yeah barking. Yeah. yeah and that, that when you get like that fast pace like like black blood it's more like barking to me it's like blah, 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 blah. It's like lots of <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like a yeah hardcore chihuahua yeah exactly yeah small but vicious and uh <laughs> so th from there we uh yeah lots of uh the, the songwriting aspects of it um really a lot of it was addison and myself um a hank and pat contribute from time to time they have like really like hank will come up with a really like killer riff like i think like domestic wild uh, the like that like that riff in that song he wrote, uh, Pat wrote, um, uh, what is it? It's on obsolete record. Uh, that one we're like, come death rider. Uh, what is that, that fucking song called? I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, he wrote, he wrote though, the, the, the main thing for that, but a lot of it was at, uh, Addison and myself. I don't, I'm not good at instruments. I, so I would write a lot of songs on the piano, like, like oh. this, like, and so like, but I play piano, like a drummer would play drums. So everything is like, 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 and then I just go up to Addison and say, Hey, can you do this? And he, you can sing something to Addison and he'll just be like, Oh, you mean this? Wow. Really? He just love that. You know, you bring Addison ideas and he polishes like your turds into like rock and roll and makes it makes it way cooler and then you still go around to everybody you wrote it but <laughs> no but yeah there uh, uh i would say a lot of the more uh, the heavier stuff and more rock and roll like like definitely like the guitar solos a lot of the more groovy stuff like that has grooves to it is more addison yeah and a lot of the like melodic stuff was more me so like you it's like a good mixture like you know like i would come to him with like the chorus or like the like the ending of like death's coming and then we would write something around that to go with the rest of it like or he comes to me with a harder part and i'm like oh this is all really cool but it needs it needs a hook we got to put some <laughs> some melody in here some like honey yeah so 
but there it's it, it's so hard to say now there's we all by the time we all are done with it uh you know like dustin does all of his own drums comes up with stuff that by the time we're done everyone's put their fingers in the peanut butter and mixed it up and <laughs> and then we feed it to all of you <laughs> oh yeah we like that peanut butter uh, so so it'd be like so you'd write the hooks first on piano and then uh, so put the usually up, would you do it it comes to me like in uh like with me songs like a lot of times will just come in parts so like like you'll just be sit i'll just be sitting there and like thinking and suddenly they'll i'll be like kind of like I'll get a little melody and like start humming it a little bit and a few days will go by and then I'll start thinking of like words for it. So, but like, it'll usually be like, like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. One of the songs, like spit it right back. Uh, 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 the, the main line of that is like, spit it right back in your fucking face. Uh, and like, so we were on tour when I wrote that part. And we, I remember we were in like Long Island and like our tour was falling apart. The dates were dropping and like, we had like five days of being in Long Island at like, I think guys from the backup plan, we let us stay at their house. And, uh, I can't remember if it was them or this is hell or who we were with, but we were staying at a place. And so there was a lot of sitting around a lot of fucking around with guitars and, and, uh, and so spit it right back was like, uh, uh, it, it, a lot of times too, it could be just a saying, like I'll hear something in a movie or a TV show and someone will be like, Oh, ain't it funny how you say those things to me? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna turn that into a lyric. I'm gonna, <laughs> or like something stupid like that. Or I'll spit it right back in your fucking face. And then you're just like, okay, I'll turn, I'm going to turn that into a lyric. Uh, and then you just put like, and what, what I try to do is I try to think like 1950s rock and roll, like bubblegum, like sing it to teenage kids, like, and girls, like try to make it like if you took these songs and turned them and reverted them back into like slow pop hits, you could do it. Like if you really wanted to like, and, and like make it really catchy and fun. Uh, oh yeah. You can write that down. <laughs> uh, so, and cause I, and I mean, I'm stealing that from the misfits when, um, oh, yeah. when we, you know, we, we got to, when we got to meet Jerry only once and he bought us cheesecake in Las oh. Vegas. Yeah. He was like, get some cheesecake, get some food. He, he bought us like fries and food and he was wearing like a Hawaiian misfits earth AD shirt, which was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was like always branding baby uncle, yeah uncle jerry yeah yeah, yeah well, we got to hang out with him and he was uh you know we were bothering him obviously he was just being cool like <laughs> we're asking him every question there is and uh but he was just Would going and um well the the main thing was we were like so like you know songwriting and stuff and he's like you know we was just trying to write 50s song and you know play him fastest and shit like it was just like he was just saying it was just 50s music and that's all and really if you take any misfits song and slow it down and put a little like buddy holly to it or whatever you can you can totally hear it you can easily like easily see the 50s influence oh, and yeah. and and so it was just kind of like that like that just get those get those little 50s hooks in that that sound that vibe but then you know punk it up still put a little black flag into it a little bit of you know we're young testosterone raging dudes who are angry about having to get up and pay rent. And, uh, like right. if you want to go on tour, you have to get fired from your job. But, and 
like, you know, the uncertainties of all of that was just, uh, all the time, all the time, you know, and we have to still come up with money to pay for the band room to rent. And, uh, so we can practice and, and then you got, you know, relationships you're in with all these people and, uh, you know, wives, girlfriends, stuff like that. And, but our Wolf, we would practice like every single night, two to three hours. I mean, just every single night, uh, in a small, sweaty, mold-filled like <laughs> uh, storage unit that's like underground, and uh, you know that was uh, that was it. And you just, I don't know, it was a fun life, really cool, good times. But yeah, that's that's how we wrote a lot of times too. Watching movies, Addison and I like. Uh, I think the um, what's the song? Uh, Eat you alive is just about the hills have eyes. Uh, and you know, we like, I like stuff in like the Hills have eyes also referencing to like fitting in being cool with people, like people will eat you alive. And so like, and the, you know, it's satirical, it's better to friends than to be eaten by them. Like, and it's really saying, fuck all that. Don't try to fit in, just be you. But it's, you know, little hidden things within that, like nothing new, (laughs) all, 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 stuff that's being done <laughs> always relevant yeah. though always relevant yeah yeah are you the um the main uh, lyricist i'm assuming yeah for the most part i think yeah. i wrote like 99 percent of the lyrics yeah the um nine out of ten uh, doctors no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> your favorite song that you've ever written with the band uh, everyone's doing it i'm just curious okay my favorite song is probably like turn on you one. On you, I think that is a bad uh, one. Uh, I, like I the really that one, but it has uh, the guitars are too uh, too, <laughs> too <hard>. crazy. <laughs> I think that's what I like. What's the, the word? Uh, too hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're always like, hey, we should do a cover. What's the one where there's no guitar solo? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, they're all chainsaw yeah. Chainsaw Love, we can yeah. do that one. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty good. It's short. It's quick. <laughs> you play it over and over again. People don't mind. Make... Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think he turn said, on you. We can steal that song. Yeah. <laughs> I think Turn On You is my favorite because of the guitars. Um, and then the vocals are pretty fun. Uh, it was always really hard to sing because it hits a really high note for me that like oh, yeah. only half the time I can hit. So it's like you, you end up doing one of these. And then, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, now it's your turn. Yeah. Wow, this guy's he's great. for me. Yeah, he's so good. He sounds just like the record. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's so... He, he shares the mic with his audience. Yeah. He, he, really, he cares. really cares. Here you go, kid. Fuck it, take it. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So many people, yeah, they don't know. You're just safe. When a singer holds a mic out, all you're doing is giving them a little bit of oxygen. All right. <laughs> How much tour? I didn't know you guys tour, actually toured. That. I always thought you're like, you guys are just stuck around in Arizona because I always heard about the legendary oh, no. uh, shows. Oh, the boogie board fiasco. And- yeah, we, we toured the shit out of the United States. Uh, we went, in, we crossed over to Canada once or twice and then, uh, into Tijuana is as far as we went like into Mexico, Damn. but it was Tijuana have fun. It was a good time. Uh, <laughs> one year we, we, I can't remember. I probably, I think every time I tell this, I just make the number bigger. So we sound better, but I think there was a year where we played like, I'm not even joking, like 300 shows in like a 365 day. Tijuana. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, and that number might be that number might be exaggerated from like a a lie I told earlier, but I know it was a a lot of shows, Uh, and it it was just like 
like we would we were we had tour dates where we would play multiple shows in a day uh, we had Whoa. we had tours where like if a show fell apart the this was before social media too so you i mean it was just starting up at the end of what, when we were touring so like if you're touring and your shows fall or you show up and like a promoter didn't promote like we would show up to venues and you would see like this venue doesn't even look like it's open we don't see flyers anywhere and back then you had to have flyers. You don't see a flyer on the street, you know, you're in for a bad night. And so instantly it was like, they would be like, Lance, drop a flyer. I would draw the flyer. Like Hank and I would run over to like a Kinko's or a Staples. We'd make our own flyers that day. We'd start walking the streets. And this is like, you're going to play a show in a couple hours and you just go up to people and you're like, Hey, there's a show, like come to it. It's going to be awesome. And then you just say something like, there's going to be pizza, even if there isn't like people just will, <laughs> pizza gets them. And, and, you know, that was, that was the, that's what we did. And like, when you book tours, like, you know, we had to like either get help from like eight, like booking type agents. We never had an official agent or anything. So we would just like ask people. And then you would also like hop onto other shows or like, there was a lot of with touring. It was just kind of hit or miss for us. Like, and we were always touring with bands that we do not fit with, but Hey, it was, it was that was kind of the good place to be. Cause you stood out a little bit. Uh, you either, they either hated you or loved you, which is good. Both are good. In my opinion, it's better than just being unremarkable or un- like I wanted them to like, either be like, I fucking hate that band or I fucking love that band. Either way is good. Um, and, and the wrestler mentality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, touring is wrestling. Is it? I mean, pretty much. That's how it feels. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, okay. Now that makes sense. Because when we when we we were just watching um all your live stuff, just to get reacqu- reacquainted with Lance, uh, <laughs> uh, life with Lance. Um, we got scared. Yeah, we got. Scared. We're very scared. All the you. all the uh, you're right. All the um, I've noticed your uh, in between song banter. It either it's uh it kind of rides uh. A fine line between uh, yeah, go get them and riling people up like, hey, you motherfuckers, <laughs> and then I tell them to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just like up and down, like, what's this fucker? Do? Is he yelling at me or what's he trying to? Do? And then, and then for all those uh, unaware, um, uh, the great boogie board incident. I'm gonna when you guys played your first show for Power of the Wolf CD release show in Prescott, Arizona. I was there, and a boogie board landed on my head. I just want to let you know out there that these shows were chaos, hey. evil, crazy. And this There's is the m- demon behind it. Rockin- wild mannered man who won't break. The demon A. Rock and roll is nothing but waves, and you got to learn how to ride them. And boogie boards are necessary. <laughs> You're like, yeah. like a, a caffeinated God. Jim Morrison or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we, and are you. So part of the legend, yeah. too, is like your straight edge, we're straight edge, so was. Uh, okay. So I've, I've never claimed straight edge. I just, I just don't do, uh, what most people call drugs. I, I mean, I drink coffee. That's, that's a drug, but, uh, the other dudes are party of the wolf. The other guys drink and, uh, uh, for a long time, Hank didn't drink, but he drinks now and they, you know, they, um, they all cave in, they all partake. But you, you weren't drinking, you were drinking during the time or no. Uh, and that was part of the 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 myth. It was like, oh my god, he's just oh he just drinks coffee. He doesn't drink. He's just like black blood, dude. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was part of the like, wow. It was like almost the appeal of it. it was like, yeah. really, this guy's insane, and it's and he's just <laughs> normally insane. He's not like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like holy shit. 
Yeah, or, or the uh, that that you're telling me that man on stage right now, <laughs> pouring the the receptacle, the trash can of garbage on his own head, and the patrons of this fine restaurant, yeah. <laughs> as you are playing a Denny's. Uh, yeah, this is not show. Yeah, that's just a couple cups of coffee. That's it. Yeah, yeah. unreal. Um, and going along with that, roll the clip. No, uh, what is your favorite <laughs> show memory? Because uh, yeah, I mean, oh truly man. There's all a lot the garbage you poured on your head. All the fucked up, man. All the so, buildings you scaled and jumped on kids' heads and bases the garbage, thrown in people's faces. Uh, that that garbage. There's a YouTube clip on. Oh yeah. The internet of a. Uh, uh, I think it was one of the Gainesville festivals in Florida, <laughs> and um, to me, festivals kind of suck because it's just oh, like okay. you know you're gonna your your band is really small. Everyone's there to see like the huge headliners who are playing and get like an hour. You're there, you get 20 minutes, but they don't know that that's all we do is 20 minutes, even if they want an hour. Look who's uh, not invited back to Gainesville now. Yeah. So oh, Mr. I think a few times, I think a few times we, we were, were not invited back and then we always got invited back somehow. Uh, I don't know. I think Kane did some damage control or something, but crowd pleaser. Yeah. That one was really fun because it was just sort of like all these people were packed into the venue and I don't know if a, a really a band they were all waiting for next or it just felt like they were all cornered and they didn't have a choice. And it was like, we've got you <laughs> like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, and you're uh, right. the, 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 the doors were behind you. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, you should never put a stage. Yeah, come to us, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and the so, bathroom's behind you too. <laughs> yeah. It, to me, life is just a joke. Everything's funny. And, uh, and the more serious you take it, and especially the more the joke is on you, the funnier it is. Like, let people think yeah. insane or whatever. And the the problem with that trash can incident was, uh, so it it really it was really just a gimmick because I didn't want to have to move around. I was like dead. I was running out of breath and dying up there. It was so hot and humid in Florida. It's just like a hot mm. sauna shower. And so I was just like looking around. I was like, what can I do? This is a long guitar break and I need like something to do. I'm bored. So I look over and I see this trash can right by the exit. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, what would Iggy Pop do? He would throw that trash can at everybody and okay, let's do it. And so I just chucked it in. But when I was taking it, there was a big old security guard dude. And he was like trying to grab it from me at first. But I like, I was slippery, wet, little chihuahua. Like I got it from him. And he was going like, no, 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 no. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, he's just trying to do his job and prevent me from making a mess. And so I chucked the trash can into the crowd. And the second I threw it, I was like, oh, that trash smells really bad. Like that's really bad. It was full of like beer bottles. And, but the afterwards, after I threw it in and the show was over, I walked up and the security guy was really cool. He was like, Hey man, I'm all for that kind of stuff. But I just, the reason why I was trying to stop you is people have been puking in that thing like oh, nonstop. Yeah. And so I feel yeah. kind of bad about it. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. That was the, uh, oh, sorry. That was Gainesville's like world's largest spatoon or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And world's biggest asshole fuck? throwing it at everyone. But, yeah. uh, and I think <laughs> those kind of sets were really fun. Cause we were just like, like that's when we were really like drinking lots of coffee. You're waiting around all day to play. Oh, and, oh, baby. and it's just like, you're unfortunate for everybody else. Like you've been stuck in a van it's hot. You're waiting around all day. And so you're going to take it out on everyone who's there in a fun way. Like we never tried to hurt anybody or anything. Uh, but uh, I mean, they take it out on you too. They throw it right back at you. So 
I think they smashed into Dustin's drums or something. Oh. So is there, I heard that there was a inflatable boat at some point and you were like riding on this inflatable boat and everyone was carrying you across. Is that? That's, that sounds, I mean, like something that probably happened. Yeah. <laughs> like. That, do you remember? I, okay. Yeah. So yeah. that was part, I think it was at Kelly, our, our friend Kelly was saying like it was at, yeah, and he was like, I think it was you or someone was riding the riding a and that like across the whole crowd, and, oh and it was. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of times where my body was just being flung around by the crowd. I don't. <laughs> I, 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 if I was on a boat, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, Dude, <laughs> back to the waves. You love ah. the feeling of of a million tiny yeah, little massages, a million little tingling hands. Ooh, everyone's touching you. <laughs> oh, my people! <laughs> All right, what about the time you guys played a show and like you guys was it you or someone in the audience throwing firecrackers into the audience and then going is off? What, is that true? Oh, if there are people, yeah, we played a. a narwhal shows in tucson arizona we would do these big fourth of or was it new year's eve new year's eve shows and they uh we usually wouldn't even play our own music it was like we would pick a band to cover that night like we did an andrew wk night where like i even got out a keyboard and like played the keyboard parts and they would pack everybody into this house called the narwhal house and it, it was like you know, you take like 500 kids and you're just shoving everybody in this tiny little house. And then like, we brought a Wurlitzer organ and it didn't fully work, but this huge Wurlitzer like organ for like playing at like church and stuff. And we, we loaded it into our trailer and we brought it with us and we, we had it out and, and it was like, it was meant to be destroyed. Like this thing was like beyond repair. So like, I feel bad about, we destroyed a beautiful instrument, but it was, it was, this thing was ready for it's like sacrificial, like Viking death. Like it was the, it was the offering to the gods that night and people, some reason they didn't understand it, but, uh, but yeah. So people started lighting off fireworks while we were playing. Um, and like little miniature fires are starting and people are stamping them out. And like, there's enough people that fire is not going to, I mean, I hope it, it, I'm glad it didn't happen, but, uh, but yeah, it was just like so packed that it, like, and if they throw fireworks at you, you know, your natural reaction is just throw them back. If they land, it's like a grenade and I'm going to throw it back. But then all you get is the clip of me throwing fireworks back. And they're like, that guy's an asshole. He's throwing fireworks at people. Wait a minute. So I, thought, I thought in all the movies, they make Bottles. it seem the first thing you're supposed to do is jump on the grenade. You're supposed no. to throw it back at your friends. Just throw it right back at Yes, sir. Oh my God. You're like, oh, get that away from me. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that asshole. Happening. Oh, yeah. Speaking of throwing things, like Pat actually got it on video. Pat throwing his bass into the audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Pat, his naked body. <laughs> he would he would do that even when that was the only bass he had on tour. And it was like, oh he's dedicated. What? Very dedicated. Yeah. yeah. He, he, would, he would chuck that thing and, uh, you know, we you know we liked the bands that were like that we watched the stooges and black flag and and you know even like nirvana and stuff it's like sometimes rock and it feels especially at that age it feels really good to have an eye where you can kind of uh just like destroy shit and uh and yeah there's like consequences sometimes and i don't i feel bad you don't want people to get hurt but at the same time it's at your own it's play at your own risk you know 
or yeah, play at other like people's you, risk. You showed up to the Hour of a Wolf fucking show, so uh, if you're gonna get a bass in your face, that's your own fault for showing up. Yeah, I mean, we were cool about it. If I ever saw people getting like knocked out or something, we would we would try to tell people help them up, get them out of the way, and oh. yeah, you gotta go, bro. All right, so okay, all this action, this art in action, living it as that, like you get the instant feedback, everything. Now, how does that translate into the cartooning world? How do you like, because you don't get the feedback until months later, or like you, you create the art and then, yeah. and it's just like, how, how do you deal with that where it's not, you don't get that instant. So, fix that's more it. like a, that's more of a show in the mind. Like Ooh. you, yeah, it's a, there. So the, the whole like, Instant gratification, instant feedback is a little bit slower, but you got stuff like Instagram and stuff. You can make little posts and people are like, you know, I, I think that kind of stuff's cool. I think it's cool that people can be connected in that way. I know that like social media can be really shitty, but, but I also think that it's all up to the people, how they use the tool, you know? And like, if you're a shitty person, then yeah, it's going to be a shitty, anything's going to be shitty for you. You, you got to see it in a different way, you know? Uh, so to me, it's cool because like now, oh man, if we could tour now with like social media, I wouldn't even know what to do, but I know we would use it. We would definitely use it to our benefit. Uh, but um, Hell yeah. so like, yeah, drawing the cartoons, there's a lot uh, like uh, listening to music helps. Uh, listening to uh, your guys' podcast is fun. I love to listen to people talk while I draw. It's really uh, gives me good energy and the people you bring on is really cool. So I uh, get to learn a lot. Uh, but yeah, so... Oh, for uh, me. Hello, future Lance. Listening <laughs> now. Yeah. What you are drawing right now. <laughs> I love it. You're doing great. Success. Yeah, yeah. 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 Stop critiquing yourself, Lance. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> you, you want to tell your future self? Uh, don't forget to say hi to the princess, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> be excellent. Okay. So, yeah. Don't forget we, to set your watch back, Bill. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, what if your so, artwork, you, you actually listen to this, it's, it comes out the most fucked up thing in the world. You're like, these guys are causing chaos in my brain, man. Yeah. I'll have to stop listening, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, so, right, proceed. so for me, the art, a lot of people, so like I, I started off doing the art stuff, like did all cartoons all the time. I was obsessed with animation. Uh, I've always seen it as like a surreal art form. Like the fact that like pictures can move and you can like, you can also that cartoons can do anything. There's cartoon logic, cartoon language, and we all understand it. It's never explained to you. You just get it. You get that. Like when, when uh, like with Tom and Jerry, when like one of them gets like a pan in their face and it leaves like their face in the pan, like you don't go, that's not fucking real. I'm not watching this. That could never happen. You don't, you go like, like, Oh, that's stupid. That's funny. Cool. And like, you keep watching, like you, you understand like the, like characters off of the cliff, but they don't fall. And that, like, that's all surrealism. And people don't understand that like American, like in America, especially that is like, to me, it's, to me, it's one of the highest forms of art. It's fine art. It's not even lowbrow. It's just, it's going to take a few hundred years for Americans to own it and be like in like to have art galleries be like actually this is like this surrealism even surpasses like salvador dali this this stuff is beyond you can do anything with it cartoons have no rules 
no limitations. And to me, that's like punk rock. I, I recognize to me, it's always uh, I've associated them together. And so for a while though, when I started in the punk bands, you know, every punk band, like, like Hour of the Wolf, we would do our own merch and draw uh, t-shirts and stuff. And so for me, it got me into like, like, you know, you're on the road and you have no money and Taco Bell is like your main source of, of living. And so <laughs> you just need to make a few bucks every night so you can get to the Taco Bell and eat the food. And so you can get a coffee and like a bath. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> Hank and I started uh, this thing called Wolf Brothers because people always ask if we were brothers. We don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to cut you off, sir. But I mean, I do want to mention that I am wearing that shirt uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's and here's where I'm going with this story. So, <laughs> I remember drawing that. I remember that we yeah. so with punk bands and horror bands and stuff. You, I was like, oh well, I got to draw what those bands are into, like like pushead type looking stuff or yeah. like. Like what's, what did Metallica do on their shirts? Oh, who's that guy? Puss said, okay, I'll draw like him or, you know, whatever, like stuff <laughs> like that. And, uh, I did, a, I did stuff for a lot of bands. Um, and it was always, you know, skulls and which is great. I love that. But, uh, it kind of happened like it, always on the side in my own sketchbooks in my own time, it was like always back to like these cute little cartoons and, and like, yeah. like drawing these like things that like, just they're bubbly and like for me they're like like going back to the music like they're like the honey they're this like the, they're like the melody of art to me like there's something about them that's perfect and people don't realize how difficult like it is to come up with like really simple like line work in art it's it's easy to fill a piece that's visually like noisy with lots of detail because you can hide mistakes and inaccuracies and realism is almost easier for me uh, but to get like a perfect cartoon character is like, I've never achieved it. I feel like there's always something wrong. There's always something a little bit off. And it's like, to me, it's like this, like almost like Zen type trying to get to like the Nirvana of the perfect drawing. Probably never going to happen. But do you mean like the perfect uh, cartoon, like Mickey Mouse, like just the perfect lines well, and his no, even so perfectly. So <gasps> I, I get, I've gotten to this level in drawing cartoons where like I'm ultra critical I can see stuff wrong, uh, even with Disney cartoons, even with like the best of the best pros, every single drawing, it, it, none of it's good enough. No one has reached it in this brain. That's like, I don't know if it's just in my brain or what, like, and so part of me is trying to let that go a little bit because it keeps me from posting art and like put and like sharing stuff. Oh, yeah. Get that uh, shit out of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just like this thing, this never ending, uh, uh, and it's just my own little war. <laughs> it's my own little weird cartoon war that no one gives a shit about. And I just, uh, I don't know. I, but your, I see. You're going to be on your deathbed. I remember the great cartoon wars. No, what the fuck yeah. are you talking yeah. about, Grandpa? <laughs> What's he talking about? I've been struggling for 60 years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's, uh, okay, so. Oh, what? Uh, Sorry, sir. So, Disney, Walt Disney, he drew the shit, right? Did he? Uh, not ask, no. Ask originally, the, so so here here. Well, there's a lot of like BuzzFeed <laughs> articles and stuff that are so far off. Like it's like some dude. Oh, who he's going for BuzzFeed. Up. He's going after him. Yeah, some dude who looked it up that day, and that's I guess journalism. Um, so here here's the deal. <laughs> Walt, uh, he definitely did drawing when he first started, 
Uh, he wanted to get into animation. It was like this new cool. It would be like today the equivalent of somebody trying to get into like um, like virtual reality, like 3D, like the next level, like something. So it, it was technologically like advanced. So he he could he wanted to make movies. He wanted to be in like movie studios, but he could see that like hey, let's be real. I'm no Buster Keaton. I'm no Charlie Chaplin. I'm no uh, like movie star. All right. It's not going to happen. But I, he saw an angle with these cartoons. Like if he could just figure out how to draw them, he could get in. It's a lot it, to me. It's like very punk rock to decide. And I'm going to do it on myself because no one's going to help me. No one's going to give me the money. Uh, and I'm just going to figure it out and find people basically like, like, make negotiations to get them to come work with me. So he found other artists to help him. He did draw little animations in the beginning, but he realized really quick, like I'm not the dude who can draw it, but I have these ideas and I'm good at like telling people and like uh, leading people and get, getting these ideas and pushing them and being like charismatic and all that. So he, he got like help from guys like of iWorks uh, who, and a lot of people talk about who invented Mickey mouse, like who, who really created Mickey mouse. And like, in my opinion, the Fleischer brothers did because <laughs> the, the guys who like Felix Popeye, their, their mouse was always in the background who were just, they look like Mickey mouse. And, but it, people don't understand it was, so it's like a kind of a stylistic thing. And when Walt, when Oswald, the lucky rabbit, uh, was stolen from him by like MGM or something like that, they were like, we need another character and we need it fast. And they're like, let's just do this like cute fucking mouse. And this'll, this'll be it. This is it. We'll do this. And, uh, what really made Mickey, uh, shine to everybody though, was what, what made him stand out was that they, again, technologically, they, they weren't afraid to move forward. They were like, we need to put sound to this and we need to put like, we need to try to like, as, as we go along, we need to keep developing. We need to like do lip syncing. We need to do color. We, and so even though they were like the new kids on the block in the movie industry, nobody gave a shit about what they were doing and they would laugh at them. They're, it's just like today. Anytime something new comes out, everyone is against it, opposed to it. And then it just, they're the late adopters. They all come along. They're like, like things like TikTok. Uh, everyone's going to be on that shit in a few more years, everyone. And they'll act like they were never against it or Are whatever's next. I'm on it, but I don't, I haven't used it yet, but I'm going to figure it out. Bruh. I'll figure it out. I'm not afraid. Yes. I fear nothing. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not afraid of technology. I don't fear the future. I don't fear. My Lance a lot. <laughs> I'll be your knight in shining armor. You don't fear but yeah. So basically that's uh, with Walt. He was just a good uh, leader and, you know, there's a lot of politics that go into Disney. Now they're this mega corporation. And even in his lifetime, they were nowhere near that big. Uh, and, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of good, I mean, it's a time period. Everybody in the 1930s and 40s was an asshole uh, to some degree. There's, they, and I'm not ex making any excuses for them. I'm sure today there's stuff we're doing right now that in 50 years, they're going to be like, those people are assholes. Like those oh, people, yeah. they believed in this and it's like, fucked up. yeah, we can't be like them. And, and I mean, if you see it every day <laughs> on the internet, it's like, but you know, hindsight's 2020 easy to point that stuff out. But the, what made them more revolutionary was that they kept, they kept trying to step it up. They kept trying to like do something more with it. It wasn't, they didn't see it as a novelty thing just for children. 
they saw it as an art form. And, you know, uh, they like Walt tried to work with Salvador Dali. They worked on a cartoon together uh, that never was fully released, but like, you know, like Salvador Dali, I don't know the exact quote. I always try to quote people and then I fuck it up, but he said something to the extent of like, yeah. like his surrealism is he, he hasn't matched what Disney has done. Like, he would like to get to that level. And like people, it's just that people don't recognize it's that because they think it's a child thing for children. And, but what's really cool is children are what we are. Like that's your, everything else you've done since the age of like eight and up is just you forming an identity and covering up like your, your true animalistic feral child. Like you've been pulled from the wilderness and now you're trying to hide that you're this, you're this wild child. I mean, deep watch, thoughts. Uh, watch this. Watch the Pistols in 1977. They did a Christmas show for a bunch of children for these firemen who were all on strike in the UK. And it's a Sex Pistols punk rock show. Sid Vicious is is cussing and like telling them to turn up his mic. And it's just like eight year olds going <laughs> fucking batshit crazy, singing Anarchy in the UK. And even Johnny Rotten had commented, like, at first he was like, "This is gonna feel a little weird. Like, how do you sing about anarchy to children?" And then he was like, within minutes. I understood that they fully already get it. They're already, they are anarchy. Like they already understand. It's like, yeah, this makes fucking sense. Like let's party, let's have fun. And so it's like, to me, that makes sense. That child, that childness is actually what you are. I think, I don't know. I might make so that. I, might of, be uh, I love that. So speaking of punk rock and art, you had no art training. You're all, you're completely. Yeah, no training, right? uh, like school wise. I've done, like, I went, you know, high school, you have art classes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I was actually discouraged in high school for drawing cartoons. They said, that's great, but you can't make a living at it. And <laughs> look at you now. <laughs> you can't, just so you guys know, you cannot make a living in music or art or anything like that. Don't do it. Don't even try it. Don't listen the, to the adults. I think that's what we're, we're learning. Right I think now. that's actually the best advice people can give people because it, it pisses you off and it makes you go through it. So <laughs> yeah, a chip, I, I, chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get a chip on your shoulder and you tip and dip it into guacamole and mm, eat it. <laughs> but yeah, so no training, no school, college or anything like that, but a lot of like self, uh, I mean, I stand on the shoulders of giants. I find books, a lot of resources, a lot of like, like more than half of these books are about cartooning, animation, drawing, and I've gone through most of them. Some of these books are just here to make me look smarter. Welcome to my <laughs> book collection. They're that's mostly picture reference. books. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. count, right? Welcome to my book collection. Welcome to my book collection. You're all about werewolves. <laughs> Sounds like Nick Cage. Yeah. That's cool. That was <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, just a lot of uh, self-interested, uh, a lot of uh, learning to draw stuff, trying over and over again. Still, still trying, uh, still trying to figure it out. Still trying to get better. Yeah. Uh, yeah dude, dude, I, the, uh, oh, hey, my turn. Me, my turn with Lance. No, no, no. Let me get a word in here. Uh, and my turn. Speak to him. <laughs> I have a quote from you. I really. Oh, God. Oh, go on. Yes. James uh, Lipton. In. <laughs> there you go. I'm Inside. nothing more. Come on. I'm nothing more than a paper marking, pencil pushing, ink flinging, paint placing, bush, oh, brush bum, bush and bum. a bunch of other things. I'm a professional and dedicated to what I do. Whoa. Period, what, bitch. Dude, what Eric said that, dude. <laughs> 
That was you. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. That was me. Whoa. <laughs> that was cool. A brush bum. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like to do a lot of traditional inking with brushes and ink. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, he, 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 uh, at the, um, McDonald's, he pushes the brush, right? Oh, yeah. 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 You yeah. <laughs> don't got time. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why well, are we? You Wait, did, my uh, question. Uh, oh, your question? Well, you, um, you did a couple vlogs on YouTube, which were very cool. And I would love to see more of them. They remind yeah. me of, uh, Casey Neistat, like that's how you filmed them. That's who I was trying. Uh, so that's how I learned. And that's just, this is, that's just actually something I want to push towards everyone. If you, okay. So the reason why I didn't go to school wasn't because I didn't want to, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the, the means, uh, the ability. Like I was in a, uh, right out of high school in high school, punk rock bands touring, uh, you know, bad grades. Cause I wasn't going to school because I was drawing or uh, hanging out with my friends trying to write music and stuff. So like, I know the whole world, it's good for most people to take the school route, but like you live in a world today where like there's more than what your school can teach you right at your fingertips, right in the computer. I mean, if you're going to be a brain surgeon, yeah, go to school, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I would do that. Uh, yeah. Don't learn, off of, don't right. learn that one yeah. off of YouTube, please. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that would be good. But like for the most part, if it's yeah. like, if you're like totally into like, uh, uh, like uh, a certain profession, like craftsmanship, like you want to work, do woodwork or painting or whatever. Quilting. Like, yeah, quilting. Get online. There's somebody out there who like is telling you, you're going to, the thing is, it's like everything in a profession is all about like, like, enjoying the journey while you're in it but like skipping any of the bullshit that you can skip and <laughs> like so if there's what's cool about things like youtube and stuff fast forward baby if that person's taking <laughs> too long like get to the good stuff get and now people are even knowing like they market here's no the ad. best part of also too like podcasts and all this stuff and, and youtube you can do the like the you play it faster so you don't have to do uh, yeah, the double, talking speed uh, double one, speed yeah, yeah. Double speed to get through everything much quicker. Bam! I could just, yeah. I could see um, all the people at home listening to this, looking at their <laughs> their quilt college uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, certificate on the wall, just like oh, I God. he knows I, nothing about quilting. <laughs> I, I have these student so, loans from quilt college, and now yeah. you're telling me I don't have to. I could just learn it. So, so like, that's not a crate to those of others. Mister. I can see that thing. Like, so you know, I was new to YouTube, like just like watching, and like I liked how he made his videos, um, like little oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and he's totally into stuff that I'm not even fully into, and he kept my interest. <laughs> and it's like, like. Okay, so if someone who isn't even totally like stuff that I'm into that can keep my interest, there's some there's something to that material. So instead of like a lot of people are afraid to like uh, mention who their inspirations are, they're like they're afraid they want to come across like they're original. I just put it right there, like on the video. If you go down, it says like I just stole this stuff from Casey Neistat, trying to learn. <laughs> I eventually will change it and make it my own thing. But until then, like it's the same thing with like Hour of the Wolf. I'm gonna sing Misfit songs until I learn to write Hour of the Wolf songs. I'm going to, you know, and like, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's called evolution, baby. That's how we evolve. That's how we learn from each other. And so we're all a social organism. We all take and learn and steal and rob. And, and, uh, as long as you do it without betrayal, 
as long as you do it without trying to like make it make it like you're the original guy who started everything like everything in my life is from somebody else and and i might identify with those things but those things don't that's not my identity that's not who i have to like i can change my mind at any time like tomorrow i could be like fuck cartoons now i'm gonna be (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with that and we live in this whole world where people are like they think they have to be original and even though they're posting like a meme that they took offline, but they're acting like they created it. And they're, they're so stuck in their stance on life. And it's like, you do know you like, you're all about your opinion, but you know, you can, that can change. You can change it. You don't ever have to be stuck to one thing. Like, Whoa, it's cool. <laughs> deep, boy. Yeah. I get deep. I go deep, baby. <laughs> you know, all right. So speaking about fucking, um, what? What? <laughs> Speaking about, about, it. about <laughs> So oh, what's no. your favorite position? No, um so artwork, so you've gone beyond just cartooning, you've got that limited uh uh, uh got an adult collectible toy. I don't know what, what do you call oh, it. Oh yeah. It's like the art collectible. Gordy. Yeah. He's back on How'd my that show. Yeah, that, that's uh, so rad. I, that's you, right? So that you was are just, Gordy? It basically, yeah. He's my little uh <laughs> I think every artist does that. It's part of the ego, man. You got to get yourself in it. It's got to be about you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it, just my love for Halloween. Um, I was asked to do uh, by this really cool artist, Eric Powell, who does comics, um, oh, Albatross oh comics. God. Yeah. So that's right. He, he did an album. Yeah, he did for uh, one of our album covers. He did. Uh, there we go. Dude, we saw you also did Spook House too with him. Yeah, that trust. So, so that was where Gordy and Gertie and the all my little characters. Like now, I call it Nightland. But what it really was was he just this horror anthology comic called Spook House for Children. Um, And uh, he was, you know, he gets a lot of big name comic guys and then some no name guys. And I was definitely the no name guy. But like, (laughs) totally thrilled and honored to be invited to. Uh, partake he gave me like eight pages of this uh, eight page story whatever i wanted he totally was just like the second i i went and started showing little sketches ideas he was like love it love it love it do it like there was never it was like the smoothest person i've ever worked with on uh, art wise and um it was just cool because i've always you know tales of the crypt like stuff like that like uh just always wanted to be involved in some sort of like horror anthology type thing. Cause I love the idea of like stories and stories. And I'm more of a short stories kind of guy. I really like, like short ghost stories, short monster movies, things like that. I don't get a lot of time to invest fully deeply in movies. When I do long movies are good too. And, but I like short little segments. So like shows that are continuous as well are good, uh, se- sequential things like comics. And, and, uh, so being invited into that, it was cool. Cause he was like, Hey, just, fucking make it Halloween. Do your thing, man. And I was like, and I can do my cartoon style. And he's like, that's why I asked you to do it. And, uh, so I've, uh, I had nothing. My brain was blank and it was just like this blank <laughs> canvas. And it was like, Help me. uh, what do, what do I, I, I want to do something for children, but I want it to be a horror story still. So it doesn't have a happy ending. Uh, but it's good. It's still enough for kids. And like, so basically it's like these little kids who are just little shits on Halloween. They're smashing jack-o'-lanterns. They've got their Halloween mask on, but like, they're not, the boy is more of the, Gordy is the bad boy and he's smashing jack-o'-lanterns and like out to fuck shit up. But he ends up hitting a witch with a jack-o'-lantern, like a real witch, old lady Bogus, who's named after my mom's 
maiden name, <laughs> uh, but she uh, she used to be a witch like every year for Halloween. So it was like my little homage to her. But he uh, he hits her with a jack o' lantern and basically is just the snotty like punk kid about it. Uh, so she puts a curse in this like pumpkin patch and raises these um, big old pumpkin monsters who come out of the earth and they start wreaking havoc. And, uh, you know, the moral of the story towards the end is like they finally come across the old lady again after running from these monsters, just narrowly escaping page after page. And then they get to this lady and she, you know, they're like, you know, you got to stop putting an end to this. Like, we'll do whatever. And she's saying, oh, you're seeking forgiveness, eh? And, and you know, Gordy says something else that's like smart alecky. Uh, or she's like, you learned your lesson. And he's like, yeah, not to mess around with old hags to, to Gertie. And so they didn't learn their lessons. So she turns them into jack-o'-lanterns. And the last scene is you see shadows of other kids who are like, hey, look at those stupid jack-o'-lanterns. Let's smash them. And so if you're going to be bad kids, don't smash jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween. That's a rule. That's a rule. I mean, come on. I know you're punk. I know you want to smash Jack Lawrence, but there's a reason, baby. We got to keep those things lit. <laughs> wow. You, yeah. you just created the legend of why not to smash pump. Wow. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So that, imagine if you're a kid and you learn that, you're just like influencing the legend of Halloween. Well, that's what I was thinking. Was I like, awesome. I want, I want little kids to, I want it to be fun and spooky. And it's full of like, I only did the colors were like orange, black, and like a glow in the dark kind of green. It doesn't actually glow in the dark, but I gave it that look anyway, mm-hmm. because I just love that. And that was just to give a little contrast, but they, uh, the whole story, I just wanted to be really fun. And, and so from there afterwards, and the same thing with Eric was like, yeah, whatever characters you create, they're yours. You own them. Feel free to make more stories. So in the off my off time, I've never put anything out except for a few pictures, but I started this idea of like this place called Nightland. And it's basically like if you took uh, an Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz type story, but it's all Halloween. And like these kids go into this like Halloween type uh, supernatural world of really weird mon- monsters. My whole idea is to do monsters that are unlike what we're used to. Like things that people don't even recognize as monsters and then they realize oh wait yeah okay and so i'm not gonna give too much away because it's it's like a life's work thing eventually i'll start coming out with stuff (laughs) but the toy the the gordy was seen in the first that spook house by a toy company who thought like hey that that little guy's pretty cool we'd want to make a toy of him would you be interested in like, yeah fuck yeah i'd be interested i'll make a toy yeah. and so uh they just had me do a, i did some turnaround drawings in animation that's just where you draw characters from different angles and uh submitted them to a sculptor who he did i, th- I think it was just 3d digital sculpting but he sculpted it and then a lot of feedback a lot of back and forth uh and until I was like, yep, that's it. Those colors that, yep. Boom. And like working together. And then they put it out and it was just like, now I have this little uh, figure, a little toy of him. That's like a little art collectible guy. And I'm going to sell some of those soon. I have a bunch that I need to sell. That's awesome. Just like he fits right next to your Mickey Mouse up there. Pretty soon Disney going to be calling you. If they came to me, I, I would, I wouldn't be against doing, if they wanted like some old time drawing stuff. Yeah. Some haunted that'd mansion, old timey shit. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. I wish I could live in a high mansion, so that'd be nice. Yeah, obviously Mickey Mouse and all that fun stuff. That influences. Is there any like modern cartoons that you watch? Like, if we if we were to peek in on 
uh, Lance's world? Is he got a bowl of Fruit Loops and he's sitting watching Ren Cartoon Stimpy Network? Dog? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ren, Cartoon Network now or anything. Ren and Stimpy's really is that's not that modern, but really close to <laughs> that's like that's, that's the last modern uh, SpongeBob. Perhaps. I think the, the I mean SpongeBob is funny as shit to me. Yeah. Like his just his voice. We also have a cat that does that like blah, 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 that sound, and it just sounds like SpongeBob. So that's cool. But uh, I think the last animated thing that i actually enjoyed that wasn't like traditional full-on traditional drawn by hand animation was probably over the garden wall uh and if you have if you guys haven't seen that oh my god yeah you i can tell you haven't seen it you all look like little <laughs> oh, lost yeah, babies um, <laughs> let me preach on netflix <laughs> so over the garden wall i don't know what uh Wait. i know Okay, just write it down. Cool. Over the garden. Is that how do you wall? Is it the garden? Is it wall? Over is the it, is it uh, garden? The wall of the garden. The, oh, no, did you say keep, keep wait, going? Say over yeah. the. Let him speak. Is a cool no, is cartoon. It over I, first? Is I don't know over who. Over first. <laughs> yes, I don't know who made it. I know that there's a lot of. I'm. I'm gonna forget a lot of stuff, but like Elijah Wood is involved. Uh, but it's like these two boys who basically. You know, it sounds a lot like my Nightland thing. Like now that I think of it, they go in, <laughs> they go into it's a weird, you they, off, dude. they rip me off. Uh, they, they get, they get lost in like the woods. Um, and there's kind of like that whole aspect of like, are they lost or did, cause the guy like falls down a hill and it's like, is he lost or did he die? Or like, cause it's like Halloween time they're in costumes, but they end up being in these woods and coming across all kinds of weird creatures and stuff. And it's just, it's funny. And it's also a little deep and there's really good songs in it. Uh, Greg and Wart are the brothers and they're, they're really funny. Play off the characters play off each other really well. Uh, the animation is, it's okay. I wish the animation was a little bit better, but it's still really cool. Uh, but that's oh, just I me think, being picky. All right. I think my daughter showed me some of these episodes. There's like pancakes and molasses or something. Like oh that. yeah. Song uh, in there. Po potatoes and molasses. molasses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is a, that is, that is an awesome, yeah. uh, yeah, it's reminiscent of it's your good. style kind of yeah. of that. Like, yeah. If you take the time to watch it, especially around, uh you know october fall time halloween. it's got good like nostalgic halloween vibes you're gonna you'll be into it even if you'll sit you'll laugh i guarantee it, you'll enjoy it that's the uh, lights guarantee now you did say elijah wood is in it now um I he does noticed, a voice he's a, yeah i was gonna mention he's actually a. he's not a cartoon how does that work well he there's this the thing where they can turn people into cartoons is that what happened for that yeah. one okay yes that's exactly cool. yeah okay. so you know cover yourself in blood Sit down, get a cup of coffee, and just enjoy the show. <laughs> before I do, yeah, before I do forget, for all our dear listeners out there, before I forget, your preferred cup of coffee. Oh, that's easy. Shitty, shitty black gas station coffee at like two in the morning on tour. That's it. Specific, but not specific. The one that like we want. The, the kind that dries what? your mouth out. I don't know what they're putting in that thing. It's probably the oh, shittiest oh, yes. Folgers coffee. Like it's probably the worst coffee you can find, but there's something about like you played a show, you're on the road. It's like two in the morning. You can't sleep because you're afraid that Pat's going to wreck the van because he's <laughs> up there, up there drumming like air drumming. And you, you wake up in the middle of the night and you realize like the van jerked and you look over and you realize his hands aren't even on the steering wheel because he's trying oh, to keep fuck. himself awake. And so you're like, yeah, okay, well, yeah. I'm not going to go to sleep. I'm going to go get we're, the next gas station. I'm getting a cup of coffee. It's that shitty kind that really dries your mouth out, makes you feel like shit. But there's something about <laughs> it that I just, I like it. And there's something I miss about that. I miss just 
that shitty, really cheap giant cup of coffee that like is super hot when it comes out for some reason, hotter than any other coffee. It's burnt all the shit. It's been sitting there cooking all day. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, and it burns no matter what. You let, let it cool down. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna say let it cool down. You can let it cool forever. <laughs> yeah. Two days later, you're gonna burn your tongue off. All right. So if okay, that sounds like for for a tip for you, if you're ever uh, not feeling inspired, just like you know, stay up to two in the morning, you and your wife. Then just drive down to the gas station, yeah. go get that coffee, yeah. come back, and then start drawing. A yeah. lot. And then, like, yeah. And yeah, more so, I guess, and not just gas station, like truck stop. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like, truck I love. Stop. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got country music playing in the background. You go in there, take a shit, uh, listen to uh, country songs. Uh, you <laughs> look smell. at the knives. Yeah. yeah, yeah, look at the. The wolf sculptures, the eagle sculptures, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Your, uh, uh, yeah, camo wedding dresses, uh, yeah. the uh, uh, memes put on T-shirts, uh, uh, NASCAR <laughs> uh, memorabilia. Yeah. Contemplate buying a, uh, a stuffed tiger that's always up in the top. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> giant stuffed you got tiger. Stuck at the uh, yep. uh, Dave and Buster's, I think you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've got the giant tigers. I've seen them. What yeah, I've seen the shot glasses. Yeah. But you you drink it black though. You don't put any. Yeah. What about that? Uh, yeah, black? mostly black. Uh, sometimes a little soy, a little soy milk, a little oh, soy milk. All right, all right, soy. All right, oh. I see. Yeah. Hey, a lot of guys are afraid of soy. I ain't afraid of soy. Okay. Soy boy, soy boy, soy boy, soy boy. See, you can't be made fun of as long as you own it, you guys. That's all you have to do is own it. If, if that, that's rule number one. If you're a person out there being bullied, own everything they say about you. Become it. And then what are they going to do? They're just telling you what you are? I'm a soy boy, baby. <laughs> Drink a little water, too. Water boy. Water boy. Water boy. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. He's one of us, man. <laughs> he did a Halloween movie. It's stupid, and I kind of like it. Hubie. Wait, but what is that? What is that Folgers, uh, the best part of waking up? Is that Folgers in your cup? N no, this is uh, um, an Arabic, 100% Arabic from uh, the tropical <laughs> forest Arabia? of uh, shit, I don't know. Uh, Endor. <laughs> yeah, Endor. This is from Endor. <laughs> I don't know what this, this is. is. Ewok. We, we honestly just buy what, I mean... We buy all organic. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm sorry. But then, how are you brewing it one last time? There I brew it in a shitty coffee maker. For you. I, uh, I think Hank would be the guy to talk about. Like, he does, like, the science of coffee. Like, he, like, mixes it just right. Like, the temperature that day and the wind. And, like, like he knows all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you eat the, the farmer's almanac. For the, the, uh, yeah. We just yeah. – uh, excuse the questions. We just – the mastermind. We need to know – so we're just trying to dig deep. Yep. I did see your podcast with, yeah. uh, was it cat, cat fight coffee? I'm going to order some of okay. that because I'm curious. Okay. Uh, it cool. seems yeah. like, yeah. I mean, are you a, one legit. last question? Keurig guy? I mean, is he, is he a, you no a, Keurig. Uh, I'd like to keep guy, all that trash bullshit out of the ocean. You know me. I love the this waves. Got to ride the waves. Question. Can't have trash in the waves. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you'd so, have like the old time coffee pot that you'd stick on the stove the stove, and like, like the Italian stove ones. Yeah. Is yeah. That? What do you got? I feel like you should have that. No, it's no, it's the kind that you pour <laughs> water into and then the coffee grounds always spill into it and it's always gross and like <laughs> fucked up on the like inside. Press, could, right? They make it so you can't clean it, you know, like there's no way to get down in there. So you just have to hope yeah. that that shit's all good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that clean? It, it ruins the taste. Yeah, exactly. That is a pro tip. You yeah. can't clean the pot. No. Uh -uh. Awesome.
Well, I think that covers that. Yeah. Um, well, 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 because, well, uh, right, because this is the Calibrix Mystic Cult of Horrors. Larry. It's happening. It's happening, <laughs> bro. We have the spookiest man in punk rock and art. Take it away, Dave. Mansion. <laughs> Lance Inkwell of Inkwell Studios and Hour of the Wolf. Do you have a a ghost story <laughs> if so is it spicy does something scream at you or claw open yeah. the door i do no. have ghost stories lots of them but are you <laughs> phantom yeah. fart yeah ghost yeah. boy ghost boy ghost boy ghost oh no you froze on me are you still there okay you're there you froze for a ghost second boy. Ghost boy. Ghost okay boy. Uh, all right <laughs> you suck you suck with your ghost so yeah i got lots of ghost stories um my opinions about ghosts have changed a lot over the years but uh uh, i won't bore people with like this the the science of what i believe and all the shit that i'm into give us a little cliff notes of it okay the inquiry i'll give it the fastest cliff notes i can this is some deep stuff dude so clear your minds uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think uh, I'm talking more along the lines of consciousness and like, okay. like you're a sentient being, right? You think you exist, you know, you're here. And like you three brothers are all in the room together. And from what you can tell, you interact and the person next to you is existing. They're a thing. There's something about them that's there, right? They're, they have some sort of, and I know you guys are vampires, so you might not have souls, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so take that out of the equation yeah so we'll that one so out. we're talking consciousness we're talking about existence uh and what i think in trying to make this really simple not go into like science and uh, it's pretty stupid so make it simple no no more so i'm trying to keep it from being this long drawn out uh boring explanation uh so i see it more like uh uh we all are like this continuation of something like you see the sun in the sky and you're like, that's the sun. But also the sun is the heat you feel. So that's also the sun. And also the sun is the light extending across the universe. So what you see like that light that's going is the sun. And so things exist in more ways than one. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense, man? So we, uh, okay, okay. so you get across, you come into the theories of ghosts and like humans. And why are we so why are we so spooked? Why are we like afraid of the dark things in the woods? And why do we think we see things in the sky and, and see things in our bedrooms? And why is it like really uh, like the power of suggestion is really good. Like you, you, you can freak people out with ghost stories just by sitting around a dark spooky campfire. It's easier than in the daylight and things like this. And by nature, it's all survival, right? Like we got to like watch out because wolves are real. They do rip you to shreds if you're by yourself in the woods. There are monsters in the woods. And so we're all storytellers. We came from a long line of evolution of storytellers and stories keep us alive. That's how we transcend our way of being, right? Like we pass on these stories and that's how that's a, it's another form of evolution. It's a form of like a faster form of evolution because we've got the brain. We've got the frontal lobe, man. And so we share our knowledge with each other where other creatures have to just go off of instinct. They are just born with a certain instinct. They learn maybe a few, one or two things from, from their parents or their siblings wrestling with each other, things like that. But humans, we can be told things. We can learn from other people's mistakes without ever having to even know for ourselves that you don't have to jump out of a plane to find out that the splat on the bottom of the ground is not uh, 
it, it's not beneficial to your survival. <laughs> yeah. So, Did not help. so <laughs> you know, nursery rhymes and uh, fairy tales and all these things, they were all, they were dark as fuck in the beginning. And it was because they were cautionary tales to keep children from wandering off into the dark woods, especially around Halloween and harvest time. Uh, when everyone's having a good time, you're all hanging out outside, you're lighting bonfires, you're just partying it up, but you tell kids, stay close to the light. If you travel away from it, there are monsters in the woods and they will get you. And also, uh, because we tell superstitious stories, there's always a little bit of grain of truth behind all of that. We're always a little bit of worried. So even the adults start to believe. And when you get towns where they, the, the, those little bits of truth, especially when you get into religion and like that, people, uh, they can't separate one ghost story from another. And so they start to believe like witches are real and let's burn all the women in the town. Any woman who can read a book must be a witch. Uh, <laughs> anything that threatens our way of being must be something evil or dark. But with all that being said, there is still something to be said about the fact that so many people have an experience. So many people, uh, even people who tell you they don't believe in ghosts, they'll say, well, there is this one time, uh, this one thing did happen. And a lot of that, I'm going to tell you right now, you can debunk the funk out of it and there's some rational explanation, but there are a lot of stories. A lot of things have happened to a lot of people. I know to myself, uh, a lot of stories I heard that they go a little bit beyond. And that's where we get into the paranormal beyond normal. This isn't just your average bump in the night ghost stories. Okay. And so to me, a lot of people want to, uh, what I hate about like ghost hunting shows and stuff like that is they, they always, they always claim they're going into it with science. And they're, they're not using any scientific theory or method at all. <laughs> they're, they're bringing out like EMF detectors that are made for electricians and being like, yep, there's something here. And I'm like, yeah, it's called an electromagnetic frequency that you're picking up from uh, your phone in your fucking pocket. Uh, <laughs> like, Got him. And, and okay. So I don't, don't get me wrong. I've tried all that ghost hunting stuff. I, uh, especially I got real serious about it. My brother died. I got out all of this ghost hunting stuff. I tried to communicate with oh, the man. dead by every form you can possibly do. Uh, Ouija boards, uh, electromagnetic detectors, uh, uh, transmental, uh, transcontinental uh, meditation. <laughs> uh, and I know that's not a real word uh, for meditation. Uh, but anyway, so I did all these things and, you know, I just ended up with static, 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 nothing. Uh, and, uh, so I started to think about, okay, well, if it's not humans, cause every ghost show, they're always like, it's a little girl and she died here. And, and so now everybody sees a little girl and she's dead. And it's like that every room they'll go and like, are you here? Little Cindy, are you here? And they're speaking out to these things. And, and my whole thing was like, so, okay. My, my bachelor party, when I got married, uh, was at the Stanley hotel ghost hunting. Uh, that was it what I did. I, uh, you know, you're talking about straight edge. I'm not going to go out strip clubs. and bars. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we were out to see that night. Uh, <laughs> I'm obsessed with the shining. I know they didn't film it there. So calm down, but the Stanley hotel in Estes park, Colorado, uh, known for being haunted as fuck. And one of the only places that will say, Hey, far as we know, nobody's died here. This place is just fucking haunted and weird. When you go there, they give you a tour. They tell you, we don't know what's happening, but we see shit all the time. And we went on our tour of the place. We saw shit. We saw doors opening 
and closing that like took genuine force to the point where one of my friends who like built his own home, he's from Wyoming, like the kind of guy who just like knows everything. Like he, him and I were like, okay, there's magnets in these fucking doors. This is a tourist thing. Like they're doing this to make money and we're inspecting is the best we could tell. None of that was going on. And, uh, so I really started to think more and more about it. Like, okay, well, if they're not people, if, if it, what if, what if ghosts are like a different form of like either consciousness, like, cause we always assume consciousness has to be in a life form. What if the universe itself has sentient beings and creatures and they're not even alien, they're terrestrial, they're from here and they can exist within our realms and they can just, they can, I don't know, take on forms, mirror something, or you get into the other metaphysical aspects of like interdimensional uh, or time. Like, you know, they say time is a, a fabric. So what if time is like, we're talking about waves earlier. What if time is a wave and it's every once in a while you get a wave that crests over another wave and you're, you're seeing another time, another place. Uh, you're, you're the two points of fabric and time are touching. And for some reason, like that place, has a lot of that shit going on. I don't know. But anyway, that's my basic thing is I don't, I don't think it's fucking people. I wish it was, I really do. But I think pe people, uh, if it is and I'm wrong, great. Fucking, I, I can't wait to be a ghost. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. I think, I think there's a lot of things that scientists don't get. There's a lot of things, a lot of things that the, these, uh, pseudoscience, like paranormal people don't get. And that's fine. If as long as you're having fun though, just make it fun. Go out and go hunt with all your little gadgets. I'm all for that. If, if it works, it works. Who am I to say anything? It's, it's fucking, if, as long as you're spooked the fuck out and you're having a good time, that's all that matters. Uh, but, but my number one ghost story that led me to be so into ghost and my buddy, James Rivard, who's a huge fan of Calabrese. Yeah, this guy's obsessed with Calabrese. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he, he and I grew up, we both lived in the same house. Uh, he moved in after we moved out. Uh, that house was haunted as fuck, lots of weird stuff. But we moved into this house that we called the house up on the hill and no, no relation to like any of these other horror movies or games and stuff. It was just this old house that was up on a hill right next to a church in Prescott, Arizona, old Victorian home. Um, and, it, uh, you know, like in our, our yard, we would like be kids playing in our yard, digging up and we would dig up like little pieces of like but it looked like tombstone. We don't ever know what it was. It could have just been concrete, but, uh, and it's right next to a church. So odds are it could very well been our yard was once upon a time, a cemetery. And what's the relationship with that? That goes right back to thinking, okay, well, if there's a cemetery, but people aren't ghosts, then why is this house haunted? Who knows? I don't know. There's just weird energies in the world, weird people, weird vibes. Everything's a frequency, man. Uh, anyway, so this story, I'll get to the story really quick. I know I'm taking up way too much time here. Uh, no, we lived in this house and my younger brother and I, we shared a bedroom together on the upstairs room. And, uh, we had a shag carpet, like that, like real shaggy seventies looking carpet. And my mom put us to bed and I was probably about eight, seven or eight years old. My brother would have been like five or six. Uh, um, and we both, we were at the, in our room, like we both had one corner of the room and then the doorway that you could see down the hallway was like right in the middle of the room. And my mom down the hallway was this bathroom light that she would leave on so that we had a little bit of light. Uh, so the boogeyman like can't fully get you. And, uh, <laughs> and so we, um, we're laying in bed one night and a lot of times, you know, you guys are brothers, your parents put you to bed, but like, you don't go to bed, like you stay up bullshitting and talking and whatever. Uh, and 
that's kind of what we were doing, just being silly. And my mom a few times told yelling at us, go to bed. She's downstairs. And out of nowhere, uh, that bathroom light, the, we saw uh, the bathroom door closed. And I remember just thinking like, it's my sister or something. And then the door opened and uh, no one ever came out. And then uh, we, so the weird thing was like, we had, we had gerbils. My sisters had pet gerbils and every once in a while they would escape and like get out and walk around. Well, I saw the door open again and kind of like move a little bit. And I was looking down the hall and like, I saw something coming down that carpet. And I was thinking like, oh, it's like the gerbils or something. Like there were two things clearly coming down the carpet. And and so I was looking at it. And then like the second I noticed it wasn't gerbils, like it was in the light, like coming to the door. It, it, this is sounds like made up bullshit Hollywood movie nope. stuff. And it could be made up bullshit, like eight year old stuff, like a kid who's seeing things that don't exist. Okay. But who knows? But I remember this shit and I remember it vividly. Uh, you could see footprints coming down that carpet, like oh, towards the room. Baby. And as soon as I realized it, like, I like kind of was like getting a little panicky doing the whole, like going to pull the blankets up, like afraid. But then my brother was like my little brother. And this is to me, like it was verified by the fact that he said something first. Uh, I didn't like put the thought of it into his head and just cause little kid, you can be like, do you see that ghost? And they're like, I fucking see it. And there, there's nothing you can get kids to see shit. And, uh, but he was like, what is that? And I, and I told him be quiet. And the second it went from that light of the hallway to the dark room, you could just kind of see something there, like in the dark, like it was almost like a luminescent, like only in the dark, could it be seen kind of thing. And Ooh, I get chills, baby. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, it like messes with my mind. Um, so it came into the room and like, we're both fucking, I just remember my heart pounding being like, and thinking like, I just want to bolt it, but like, it's like, it's in front of our exit. It's at the doorway and it's just standing there. And um, I do remember hearing sound, but my brother said he heard it singing pretty woman, <laughs> like, d like humming pretty woman, like, duh, duh, and like i'm like pretty and like and so to me it's like okay well he swore he heard that again he's like six years old so who fucking knows like he maybe he heard pretty woman but i didn't i just heard something i did there was some sort of like mumbling or some sort of sound uh very audible and this uh he then again went to say something and I went to tell him to be quiet because our mom always said, if you see a, because this house, we'd had other weird things happen. And she's like, if you see a ghost, all you gotta do is be quiet, you know, put the covers over your head. They can't hurt you. You're fine. Like, you'll be good. And he said, uh, he said something. And I went over to tell him, like, to be, like Shh, be quiet. And as soon as I did that, this thing, like, it was like suddenly there was a little bit of a face and it just went. <gasps> like up and into the, you could hear like a gasp of air. It went up and it was gone. And I mean, we booked it like lightning out of that room as fast as we fucking could. Um, and down the stairs screaming to our mom, like we both saw it and she, you know, she's like, this is why you're not supposed to be fucking around. You're supposed to go to bed. And like, uh, and you know, we're, you know, kids are impressionable and in our family, horror movies and stuff were never taboo. We, wa we were watching Freddy Krueger to me was like Barney. I mean, like we, we were watching that stuff so young. So I get, I get the fact, I get the point that it could just be that we're impressionable. And what we really saw was like 
like, uh, I don't know, some mist or something that came out of the bathroom. I don't know. But it, to this day, I still remember these things. And I still, um, the story, my brother told the story and I was there witnessing it and it all made sense. And the weirdest part to me, this is where I start to get into the really weird, like interstellar metaphysical type stuff is uh, later in my life, I was probably mid twenties. I started having really vivid dreams about that house that we used to live in. And I would always in the dream be walking around the house and suddenly I'd get upstairs and I would remember that ghost story. And so I would go walking towards our bedroom and then I'd wake up. But then one night I had this dream that was so vivid. It felt so real. And I was like standing by the bathroom and I'm like in the dream, remembering the ghost story and it's dark, the lights are on. I open the door and I'm like looking in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, nothing here. I shut the door and then I walk towards the room. And when I got to the bedroom and I walked into the room, I'm like looking around and like, and I noticed as I look over, I could see my little brother looking at me like he was still little. And then my, my, myself telling him to be quiet. And as soon as I did that, I woke the fuck up and like, it was like, wait, what am I the fucking ghost? Am I the ghost? Is this like a weird time thing? And like, there is weird, like conscious, weird connections. And like, <laughs> Creepy. I don't know. Nineteen fifty songs, Pretty Women. Yeah, uh, I don't. I wasn't singing Pretty Women, so that's what tells me my brother was fucking wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's all approved. Yeah. Hey, Wait, did he, say, did he say Pretty Women or Heavy Living? Heavy. It might have been Heavy Living. <laughs> no, but that's. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. But hey, Stephen like that. King, that's my story. Don't steal it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, it's intellectual. You said it. It's your intellectual property. Well, no, he said it on our show. Uh, <laughs> so somewhere in there, in the legality, it is now mine. Ten <laughs> percent. This next. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's what gonna if? Be in your your spooky comic oh, book. Oh my. Man. Yeah. That on needs a, to be a comic book stat. Oh yeah. You can use that for comic book. I would. I'll let me can draw I, it. Let me do can it. Can use it for a yeah. song. The the yeah. sh- shag. Uh, this next song by Kelly is called uh, Shag Carpet. Footprint <laughs> yeah. horror nightmare. Yeah. Oh, he's a shaggy boy. Aside yeah. from that, wow. though, I do. <laughs> one thing cool. I want to do in my life, if I could, uh, eventually, when I am done working with uh, the Cuphead stuff and doing some cartoons, is I've, I, I do have a dream of going out, even filming it. Maybe that'll be the next YouTube thing I do. Doing ghosts, hunting, but done in a way not with all the bullshit that you see and done in a way where like it's, I guess it'd be more of like a ghost debunking show, but that way, you know, if you find shit, you really find shit. Like, and you, it would be like held to the highest standards, bringing in like real scientists, but also giving the other people their try. I'm not against letting people try, but I, I, I'm the whole psychic thing. I get it. People sense things. Maybe some people sense more because like little kids, a lot of people say they saw ghosts when they're kids, but they don't now. And maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Bring a little kid into a haunted show. See what happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, uh, shit. But no, I've, I've just been curious. There's, there's got to be other ways to investigate. There's got to be other better, better ways uh, than everybody just repeating the same thing over and over again. Um, and, you know, I'm the kind of guy. Baby? <laughs> yeah, I, I want to believe. And yeah, these shows, they've got to come up with shit. You know, you can't have a... Uh, 12 ser- mini series ghost hunting show where that something <laughs> isn't scary. It. And, yeah. but yeah, what if that weird. isn't the, 
What if that isn't the focus of the show? What if that's just the jewel of the show? What if the focus of the show is just fun, like punk rock, exploring, looking into shit, making it fun. But if we do find shit, you're going to fucking believe it because it's going to be presented to you in the best way possible, like unbiased as possible. Double blind study, ghost busted. I like that. I like um, how- so about the, it's like the personality of Lance Inkwell looking for ghosts. Yeah, I can feel- imagine already with the uh, the nice whimsical intro uh disney type of music yeah 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 exactly and do fun stuff i'll come to arizona you guys pick the haunted location we all go together have a good time the narrator watch watch this i could be the narrator would be tight it is the 42nd day of lance's journey into his haunted house nary a haunt nary a ghost has been seen Stay tuned next week. <laughs> yeah, that's like, it. That's it. burritos have been this, eaten. This As week. stares into the wall. <laughs> this yeah. week. Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's... But you could yeah, go yeah, in all kinds great. of shit. You just stare at, the, stare at the wall and drink coffee and uh, wait. wait. Or you stare into the mirror in the haunted house and just drink coffee. To, yeah. Stop. To me, wait it's just it. maybe try different things. Like, you never know. Like... These guys always go in and they think like ghost activity is going to happen by like doing the Ouija board or doing yeah, the, all this, the 12 steps that they've been taught. But like, what yeah. if you go in and just like play an electric guitar? What would that do? Who knows? You take <laughs> acid, you go in and then you see <laughs> what you could see. Yeah. yeah. What's those mushrooms? Like those mushrooms, they see the, they see the little cl- clockwork um, elves. What? It's the uh, I forgot what that one's called. Mario One Ups. Oh, oh, here they are. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Yeah, no one's gone in on on hallucinogens, man. And like to speak with. I don't think you're allowed to do that on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, this is a very fascinating podcast with you. This is amazing. Love to see not only a a super talented musician, artist, uh, ghost hunter. um, Uh, It's just yeah. It's like you see like a true artist. And it's awesome that we're friends with you. That makes us cool. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm only sitting sweating my ass off in this fake leather jacket so that I could be one of you guys, okay? <laughs> I'm sweating too, dude. <laughs> Fashion over function. Fashion over yeah. function, bro. Yeah. yeah. No one in Arizona is wearing a... Jimmy uh, missed the memo. Yeah. <laughs> no one's sweating, not sweating in Arizona when you're wearing a leather. I mean, it's just like... Yeah, hey, that yeah. new that new uh, Lost Boys T-shirt looks real nice too. I like that one. Just saw you guys post yeah. that. Yeah, I know you mentioned something about putting yourself in your art. Yeah, ego <laughs> fucking <laughs> overload, bro. <laughs> yeah, what's if what's Calabrese mean? What is that? <laughs> if it was up to me, man, everything would be this green. I love that fluorescent green. It just makes oh, yeah. me so happy. Like nice, yeah, good spooky vibes for sure. Yeah. It gives me like the old fair like haunted house vibe too. Like they, you know, they like the like fairgrounds that have just like the haunted houses that have ev- a little bit of everything in them. Like it's like yeah. there's a vampire, but there's also a clown that pops out and there's also like Dracula or there's a <laughs> Frankenstein. And the, but that's the art that's spray painted on the sides of them. Uh, you know, they're like trailers, they're trucks that like they flip open that art that it's like got that cool yeah. circus carny vibe or something. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. Our we're shirts com- are awesome. Coming to the, <laughs> we're coming to the end. <laughs> we're cool. Yeah. Uh, but before we super wrap up, yeah. where could everybody find Far Lance Inkwell? Your apps, oh, your, your, uh, you know, where they could do commissions and things like that. Uh, you, you know, just uh, probably the best way is just Google Lance Inkwell. There's only one, baby. There's only one. 
uh, uh, Instagram is where I'm most active. I think everything I post from that goes on to Facebook and uh, sometimes I do the Twitter, but it's all, uh, I mean, if you search Lance Inkwell on any of them, I think it's Lance underscore Inkwell or at Lance underscore Inkwell on Instagram. From there, uh, website is www.lanceinkwell.com. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, if you like cartoons, uh, hopefully I can start doing some of that ghost hunting stuff. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah. But uh, maybe when I uh, get all settled and moved over to New York, I'll do it over there. There's a lot of old buildings and stuff. That'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll try to do some more fun stuff. But yeah, right now it's cartoons, working on Cuphead. If you guys haven't played it, go play that. Go look so that fun. up. It's, uh, it's uh, brutal, but it's fun. It's worth it, I think. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you. So um, uh, my nephew plays the shit out of it, but my um, brother-in-law puts it on God mode. So he, he's just oh, a little kid. He's just yeah. trying to go through it. <laughs> so he, he just wants, yeah, he just wants them to cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a tough game, but that's the reward. Like life, you know, it's tough. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. The things that, the things that are easy usually aren't, uh, worth it in the end it's the hard stuff you gotta do the hard stuff and you get to that reward of like i did it i did it <laughs> wow. so uh we didn't even touch on it but for just for a little smidge what do you do with cuphead is it just promotion Ooh, materials or so that like... is top secret okay. uh, wow. <laughs> no um, so yeah i started off with them doing just like the illustration uh end of things so like posters t-shirts uh but um, uh, in their work on the DLC, uh, thankfully, they they saw that I was a weirdo who can come up with weird things. Like, <laughs> I hon honestly, I view myself more as a concept kind of guy. Like, I love just well, coming up with characters from doing all kinds of shit, baby. Oh, yeah, you're going to see some. Uh, yeah, baby. And then recently, I uh, had the pleasure of being brought into inking and doing some fun stuff. My wife uh, does inking for them, uh, which is like a. Oh. Yeah, we, we like this table you see behind us. That's an animation table, light table. Oh, so you, like, you put down the drawings and you put a piece of paper over it and you, you got to, and it's not just tracing. It's, it's hard. Like, cause we're talking clean line work and you got to have a steady hand and it's like meditation. You put on a Calabrese podcast and you just meditate. And when they say shit that is just driving you crazy, you, you fast forward it. And <laughs> <laughs> no, you ride the wave, man. You ride that wave. Dude, I love. We're gonna um, we're just gonna prom uh, promo the shit out of this. Is like the owner, the creator of Cuphead. <laughs> no, and have, no, like, no, put no, it no. Everywhere, and then have everyone so, wait like an hour and a half yeah. to the very end. And you just mention like, eh, draw a couple yeah. stupid things. <laughs> yeah, so like, that, I came that, here to listen to this is, Cuphead guy. <laughs> that's the thing is, I get so many people who like they don't understand that like you know these studios have multiple people. You know, and and Cuphead is all uh, indie. It's like there's not a lot of us, but like so many people think because you draw something that you're the owner or like the creator or like, and so I'll get letters from like, like oh, parents shit. and stuff who think that I'm like the creator. And it's like, no, I'm just, I'm I'm just on Instagram. Dear like Mr. Head. I little yeah. Timmy is sick. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you get that, you get a lot of people who think that uh, because it's a cartoon that you're like, Oh, well, I'm Disney and I'm <laughs> safe for your children. And like, and so you have to like slowly be like, Hey, like when I make a post, sometimes it's like, yo, this, you know, this isn't really for children. This is something totally different. This is like spooky 
satanic scary looking halloween stuff so yeah like you you just like i mean i think it's for children children of the night (laughs) 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 but yeah no so uh but no the studio mdhr those guys um chad jara maya they're uh family that's what mdhr stands for they're like a family of wild canadians buck wild canadians who uh yeah they they cuphead is their baby they created it they uh wanted to make a video game their whole lives the brothers were like all about video games every video game you can name they've played it they've I mean, and I don't mean play it. These guys are like in-depth research. Like they know the Easter eggs in every game. They know the history. They're all about everything. And the same with um, old school animation. They grew up on it just like I did. Like their parents got them the old VHS tapes. And like they grew up on like Fleischer Brothers and and, uh, just old stuff like that. And they, uh, you know, they just took all the shit they loved and just like whatever anybody should do in your life. doesn't matter who you are, whatever, take all of those little things you love, figure out how to put it all into bake it into one beautiful little cake and do that, do it. Uh, but that's what they did. And I somehow, uh, through, uh, just posting my art online and stuff, they were looking for artists to do illustration. And there, a few people were like, Hey, there's a, uh, th- this company, who does this cuphead game they're looking for illustrators and like it looks like your kind of work and i was already familiar because i was like already fed up with people telling me like your art looks like cuphead and i was like that's great i think cuphead's cool but i have nothing to do with that and so i was already people already thought i was involved with cuphead before i was ever involved so i went for like a year and a half of telling people i have nothing to do with cuphead to suddenly being like yeah i work with the people on cuphead and then now i have people who are like (laughs) now i have well now people are like but you said you didn't like why are you lying to us and it's like well, uh, so anyway, yeah, they, uh, Things they put this thing out, Water. they put this thing out on like Twitter and I responded with a resume and thought like, and it was at the end of the day, I wasn't even going to do it. I told myself, ah, like, but at the same time I was like running, trying to run my own art business, selling my own art. And it was really hard. And like, we were like, it was like, you have to sell stuff or you don't pay the rent. And it was just like, it would be really nice to have somebody else pay me for cartoons. And then I can do my stuff on the side, like figure something out. And, uh, but I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to budge on my integrity at all. I don't want to draw stuff for people that I don't want to draw. I don't want to waste any of my time doing something that I don't want to do. And so we keep turning us down. What the? <laughs> no, no, no. Now I'm at the point I don't even have time. And so I, that's the other thing I feel bad about. There's a lot of cool shit now that now that my name is out there and that I could go do that I can't do. And so it's like, I have a, like a little waiting list in my brain people don't know they're on it <laughs> and like when i get to you I, I i'll reach out and but i would love to do something for you guys because it's exactly the imagery that i want oh, yeah. to do yeah. so yeah i would love to i was hoping i could get time to even i was gonna i wanted to draw like little characters of you guys little cartoons and just for fun just for this but no time there's no time baby there's no time for drawing there's no time for sleep there's no time <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah somehow i lucked out i won the lottery these people are really cool they uh when i sent the in my resume uh i didn't think i would get accepted because i have no college uh training i thought they were going to want somebody who's fluent in all these things and it was like i don't know any of that shit but if you want someone to draw old cartoons i would love to do that and thankfully uh chad and them are on that same level they're like we don't even care about like how you know what you know like and that's the, that's, you know, that's a real secret from most of the world. 
just be good at what you do. Strive for that. If you don't, uh, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, no one does. Nobody does. No one knows anything. Uh, everyone's just figuring it out. Yeah. And just do the best you can do. And uh, like I said, except for like heart surgery and uh, what else? Like uh, some of that lawyer. If you're gonna fly an air, if you're gonna fly in an airplane, maybe not to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know. But aside from that, make it up, man. Just do it. And uh, that's what I did. Somehow I got in, and these people trusted me to come up with cool little things, like uh, little drawings and stuff, and postcards and t-shirts and stuff. And then I finally got to do like a kid's book. I got to illustrate an album that won a Juno award, which in Canada, that's like their Grammys. Uh, and the artwork won the Juno. Uh, I mean, it was a team effort, but Hey man, I was like uh, pretty much won a Canadian Grammy. (laughs) It's the closest I'll ever get, but uh, but yeah, the, I mean, a lot of cool opportunities have come about from that. I was able, to, I've been able to work and do a feather thing on the side and man, uh, it's been a cool thing and I'm going to keep going with it. Hopefully, uh, yeah, we do my own thing someday. Uh, I'd like to do like, a, I'd love to do like a horror movie. It'd be really fun. Not, not animation, but somehow tied in a weird, like really messed up way. Like, like yeah. take up take animation and somehow apply it to horror, but like a real movie, real people, but somehow there's this weird twisted. I know I have weird ideas, stupid things Roger that Rabbit. one day I'll figure. Cool yeah. world, yeah, yeah, cool world. Roger Rabbit, but horror, scary, spooky. Something's <laughs> yeah. wrong with this movie that's not quite right. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> do it, do it. Um, exactly. And but that that would be like a huge undertaking. So we'll see. But yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. But that's uh that's where I'm at right now. Cartoons and drawing and uh music hopefully more of that someday yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah really yeah really really breaking new really get more music there's more music in your blood oh there's uh, the thing about this which kind of sucks is like ever since we hour of the wolf like quit playing shows we haven't like like addison and myself at least we we're always have like songs and ideas and stuff you still like throw shit back and forth you just don't oh. it's all about life and timing and yeah you never know you never know it's so it the doors are always open. we never close on those emails <laughs> yeah 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 see, see those parts show hey if we're not gonna end up using them you might as well take them one day uh, <laughs> all right yeah. hey we'll we'll pay we'll pay you for them yeah we'll, we'll, but like we said we never we never broke up we just the wolf went into hibernation man we're just taking a long long nap and we'll stay you never know. Ooh, it's going to be big old <laughs> like hardcore. But I'm old, I'm getting older now, so I don't know. I can't even <laughs> – I think I would blow my voice box at, like, first note of a show. Who knows? You're going to be holding the microphone the, the whole, the whole <laughs> yeah, show. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Here you go, kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, get the, uh, the Jumbotron uh, in the back doing um, the karaoke with a little ball. Hey, Spit actually – back in, and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I know this has really been a long – I'm taking up all your time, but – uh, you know, of all your podcasts I watched, nobody asked you. Do you guys have a fucking ghost story? Like, have oh, you? Oh, and that's oh, all the time we have for today. <laughs> it's oh. not about us, Les. It's about you. Oh, oh come on. Nobody wants to hear well, about the great ghost massacre of 1990. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is really cool because you're, uh, you know, especially with all this COVID shit, uh, you, you're giving a platform to people, uh, especially these bands who I know are probably like struggling because they can't go play shows. Uh, I can't play shows and 
I haven't, it's by choice and it's killing me. <laughs> like, so I can't imagine these guys who are still ready and willing and want to get out there. So, you know, it's a, when we like our, the wolf, our whole thing was like evolve, just adapt, keep moving forward. And like, you guys are doing it. You just adapted. You took, you were like, fuck, we can't play shows. Let's do this podcast. Let's make videos. Let's learn like Adobe premiere and put shit out. And like all that shit you're doing is really cool. Uh, I'm envious of your gifts and your uh, filters and things. Like, I want to learn how to do that shit. Oh, Davey. Yeah. Dave, talk to him. I, He'll tell you. I, I was uh, a little sneaky peek. I was going to give you something, but uh, a <laughs> 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 little speech. All right. I'll tell you the speech before the gift. Uh, you are family, Lance. So, anything you want to know or need. Um, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. You got the I will. line. Yeah. Uh, filter shit. Um, if you just have an idea and you're just like, I want this, and then and you just tell me, and I go, okay, and then I go blah, 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 and do it for you. <laughs> hey, that could be a thing. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will pay you in buckets of blood. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, family speech. But before, <laughs> but but we have a partying gift for you, Lance. Oh, there you go. Woo! Goose. No. <laughs> no. Silly of the Iconic Calories collection. Uh, usually. Well, you know what? Since you were eyeing the Lost Boys collection, maybe we can swap that out for you. Hey. <laughs> yeah. What you want? I like all of them. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, for Lance, this is free for everybody else. Calibrystore.com. Pay up. Money, money. Uh, for the low, low price of money. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, your family, just uh, let us know what you need. Um, yeah, everyone that comes on this podcast is now uh, yeah, part of the family. Uh, hey, the some of the yeah. funnest shows I do remember playing with you guys. Uh, loved your energy, the fucking lights and the jack-o'-lanterns. And uh, I'm telling you, right, uh, those shows with zombies and you guys were some of my best memories, man. Some of my best memories. Uh, things I won't forget. I won't forget. <laughs> I can't quit you, Lance. <laughs> I well, can't to quit make a you. new memory. <laughs> to make a new memories, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, I yeah. say I live in the past. I can't move forward. I can't evolve. <laughs> Teach me, Lance. <laughs> hey, I make everything. I made all this up today. None of this is real. So. <laughs> You're like all my philosophies on the fly. <laughs> I don't even know how to draw cartoons. <laughs> I just pay some guy to do it, dude. It's all your wife. I, yeah, she's she's the real uh, she's the real artist. Yeah, you're just the face. I um, so uh, well, we could talk later about. Oh, it, but I, there's this specific thing you do. It's a very signature, that Lance. You uh, so you draw like you know, like your Mickey Mouse character, but then you add like this white highlight glow. That, mm-hmm. that started happening later on um, in your portfolio. And I absolutely love it. I think that's, yeah. like your, that's your thing, man. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't see anyone else do that. No, they don't know how to. <laughs> it's really simple. Let me give away the secret. You just, you just tone paper. So draw on some draw on paper that's not white. As long as your background's not white, and you're, if you're drawing on traditional medium, like get toned paper, like brown paper, uh, draw on that, and then when you're done inking and doing all that shit, white colored pencil. You're gonna get those white highlights, and they're just gonna glow, baby. So that's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. Give it away. He gave it. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't have. I have no secrets. I'll tell you. Wait. You want to get better art? 
Glow boy, glow boy, glow boy, glow boy, glow boy. Get out of here, glow boy. That has been episode 34 with Lance Inkwell. It's been a real pleasure, guys. Hey, really good to see you guys again. Can't wait one day, hopefully in person. That'd be, oh, that'd be great. That's okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got my number. Digital's good some enough. memes or whatever. And uh, we'll get together about the, the filter. Whatever you're thinking, you, I yeah, I, you something. I, yeah, I will. I will hit you up because I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to pick at your little brain there and figure out a few little things, one or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah we hey, were really like cartoonists that much, but uh, yeah, it used to be. In, yeah, right. Uh, it used to be cool, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it used to be one of us, uh, your low life musicians, yeah. and now he's transcending into this Hollywood, <laughs> LA bullshit, cartoonist big guy, big mansion bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. You try to act all tough down in Denver. Oh, yeah, yeah, me. yeah. I got my. Uh, hey, you guys are making your, okay. Yeah, you guys are making your spooky movies. Your Scooby Doo this, your <laughs> Lost Boys that. Okay, you know I get your trip. I get it. I no. get it. This guy, he's better than ghosts. He's trying to make up something better than ghosts. You think they ain't ghosts? The ghost. He's trying to overanalyze a ghost. <laughs> 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 this guy oh welcome oh. Uh, okay i love you guys you thank guys. you thank oh, you <laughs> thank you for spending your time with us this yeah. is the longest one record today Ooh, yeah. you're, gonna to you're gonna have to edit baby <laughs> two minutes in all the cuss words hello just, how uh, <laughs> just cut out everything you guys say and keep everything i say yeah. goodbye guys thank you <laughs>